We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... And I'm Matt. Matt. Um, yeah, so last week, we uh, th- or two weeks ago, we did not record the episode. I don't know how that happened. I mean, I can guess I didn't hit record. Um, which was too bad because I thought that was a really good talk. <laughs> I thought it was a good episode. Um, but yeah, oh well. Um, I don't know if we want to recover or go back over any of that stuff. We, I know we talked about the Thor trailer uh, and some Netflix things coming up, but I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, basically, I think we were both mad about Thor uh, based on its trailer and excited about seeing... Um, Doctor Strange, which did not happen yet, at least for me. Did you go see it? No, I worked. Uh, so what have uh, what have you been up to? Um, well, I did watch Moon Knight. Yeah. Did you, so? Have you? Are you caught up? I finished it. Oh, okay. I watched oh. it start to end. Okay. I guess I just I have that last episode to watch. We haven't had a chance to watch it this week yet. So. Uh, so you're one episode up on me. <laughs> How did you feel about it? hated every second of it and i have no interest in talking about it fair enough i didn't think you would like it uh i hated every single second of it yeah it's i don't know it's not yeah it's not great um i don't mind it i guess i don't think i hate it that much i mean because i keep watching it Uh, you watched the whole thing i guess and hated it so um stern someone in saying that you shouldn't criticize something unless you watch it so i put myself through the torment of watching it Fair enough. Yeah, you do. That is something respectable about you that when that you will watch things that you know you will probably not like. Uh, and I go you in even, open-minded, even if I'm not yeah. interested, I'll still go in open and let it let uh let let the what's in front of me decide whether it's going to be good or not. And yeah, oh. well, and oh, I, I appreciate too that you usually go back to things too because I don't know how many times you've watched like some of the Spider-Man movies that you I know you don't like. Um, and you kind of came around on, uh, enter the spider or into the spider verse, I think, but I just like the story. I think it's, yeah, right. Right. So, and I get that, but no, and I get that about moon Knight. It's, it's definitely not like it. It feels like the shows have really in general, like the Disney plus shows, like they've really stalled out. Um, like I, I don't know. Like, and I think it, it, we, we talked about it last episode that didn't get recorded that like just the being not excited about the MCU anymore. Uh, and it seems like the shows are just kind of not doing as good. Um, and I don't know if it's just that they're like getting into the more obscure stuff or, you know, they're not dealing with the movie characters anymore. I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem yeah. with what they're doing, with their stories sure. they're telling. I didn't know shit about Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know shit about sure. 4. Um, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like those movies a lot. I don't know anything about them. I don't, I don't watch stuff that I'm going to be biased toward primarily, like mm-hmm. some people do. I'm right. willing to give anything a shot. I don't watch a movie or a show primarily because it's a character I love. Right. Well, and I guess my my thought on that was that, like, the way the reason why maybe the earlier shows did better was because it was expanding on characters from the movies that didn't get as much screen time. 
Um, and I mean, that's just me thinking out loud. I, I you know, there's no reason why a, a show about an unknown character shouldn't be good. Because uh, if you have good writers, it's going to be a good show. So, and the, the problem with Moon Knight is like, it, I mean, there's a reason why it's not a popular character in the comics as well. Um, it's kind of a weird character. The stuff that happens to him is strange. I mean, the whole, when you're getting into like the gods and Marvel, I never really fully understood why they did that. Thor, I don't know. Like, it, I always thought that was kind of weird, but they pulled it off with being aliens. But then like with Moon Knight and the Egyptians and the fact that Hercules is in the comics is really weird to me. Hercules uh, is in th- the new Thor movie. Oh, he is? Yeah, that, I believe that's... he is. Well, I know Zeus is. I know the Greek gods are in the new Thor Oh, movie. really? Yeah, I, I, uh, Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. I did not know that. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, it's funny that they got another Australian uh, to do that. Huh. Well, that's Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess I didn't expect you to like Moon Knight. I, I appreciate that you, you watched it. I think I was kind of... And maybe we can talk about it not on here or not at all. I don't. I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, like, I think uh, like I wa- having watched Moon Knight, the only person I can talk to about it is my wife because like nobody I know at work is watching it, which is really weird because there's a lot of like I work with people who watch all the Marvel stuff, but they're not watching this. Um, and and again, I think it's just the MCU is really stalled out and it's funny because like i don't feel like they even really put as much marketing behind this behind moon knight as they did for everything else like i I don't know i just don't feel like i'm seeing as much of that as i did for you know wandavision especially since i was the first one but i found it confusing as fuck moon knight yep oh yeah i just found it retardedly confusing like it, I, I had no clue yeah. what was going on throughout the whole thing. And I found myself yeah. being so uninterested that I watched one episode and I don't even know what happened in it. Cause I was playing on my phone the whole time. Cause I just wasn't paying attention to it. Yeah. And yeah, no. And that's, I'm trying to think like on the other shows, if they ever did stuff like that. I mean, that was, that was the problem that the movie Dune had as well. Like, uh, did you end up watching that? Nope. No, you didn't like, so Dune, as a book, it's heavily narrated. Like it's, uh, you don't know anything that's actually going on without the narrator, but in, when they made this movie, there's no narrator. And so like, you just, it's, it's very confusing for anyone who's never read the book. And so I feel like that's kind of how moon Knight is too. It's just like, you have no idea what's going on. And, and yeah. And like, I think I was hopeful for, about it getting better and it's not. Yeah. Um, because I, I think I was, like, expecting them to start explaining things, and they just never do, um, which I'm hoping, I guess, I haven't seen the last episode yet that they do, I guess, but it doesn't sound like they probably will. Um, does it build into the, like, uh, multiverse at all in that last episode? Oh. No, so it's just a standalone, ser- like, story? Yep. Okay, that's, so we'll probably never see him again. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. Anything else? Batman. Wait, what? I watched the Batman. Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, how do you feel about it? I liked it a lot. I think it's the best Batman movie I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. It's really long, but I actually was extremely engaged throughout the whole thing. Right. Things I don't like, like I don't like the Riddler's design, and yeah. Uh, but that's 
it's honestly in the the length of it, but I can't say I wasn't engaged. I thought it mm-hmm. was a really, really good Batman movie. Wow. So, okay. When you brought that up in our chat with, uh, with Lee and Tom, I honestly thought you were joking. I wasn't um, joking. I really and then liked you, it. Yeah. And then you follow, like when Lee kind of pushed you on it, you you followed through and, and so yeah, you came off as actually enjoying it, but I still just wasn't sure. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I could not yeah. believe that I finally saw a Batman movie where Batman doesn't kill anybody. Right? Yeah. Like, that and, already puts it high above a lot of the other ones because I sorry, I don't think Batman should kill people. Batman oh, doesn't sure. kill people. Yeah. He's killed some people in the comics. Okay, whatever. Not any anyone in the past like thirty years. He yeah. doesn't use a gun. He doesn't shoot anybody. It's like mm-hmm. it it literally followed the the pure basics of what Batman is. Yeah, and I think I mean, for first of all, that is the best part of that movie. Um, I, I think like I also just liked about it that it's, uh, you know, it's his second year being Batman and he like screws up a couple of times uh, oh, or like yeah, he just does flawed. And I, I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah. Like he's learning. Whereas like with the Christopher Nolan Batman, like I felt like, you know, that's that first one was an origin story for him, but like, he was like an amazing Batman right out of the gate. And that just didn't make as much sense to me, I guess. Like, that's not true. What? Maybe it's, I just need to rewatch it. Like I just need to rewatch them. There's an entire section of Batman begins where he's running around in a ski mask and like a, a camping outfit and he's falling off of buildings and grabbing rats and stuff. Okay, so they just kind of gloss over that, I suppose, and, like, get to him being an awesome Batman quicker. But, like, just because, like, in this one, like, you know, the the scene where he, like, is first trying to get uh, to talk to the Penguin and he just knocks on the door of the nightclub. Whereas, like, I feel like Batman in his prime, like, would have just shown up in the Penguin's office. Um. And so, like, just and I mean, and then just barging in there and like fighting all the goons and just like, I mean, they were going to get him if the penguin hadn't stopped them and chosen to talk to Batman. He does like, that his, in Dark Knight as well. OK, well, I need to rewatch. Yeah, he movies. busts into the Dark Knight and grabs Maroney and throws him off a building and breaks his legs. Yeah, I remember that. Nightclub, beats the shit out of all his goons and gets to him. I guess the thing with that, though, is that he actually, like, is successful and does beat up all the goons, whereas in this one, like, he's not, like, he is, he's slowing down in the fight, where, whereas, like, in the, all the other Batmans, he is just better at it, I guess. Except in Batman Begins when he gets fear gassed and the shit beat out of him and set on fire. There you go. So, I need to rewatch those. I, I think the problem is, like, I just, I don't think... I don't know. I have a. I'm not as excited about those movies. I think as I was when I first watched them. Um, they're not as good as you remember. They're really right. not. And I, 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 I guess I don't expect them to be, and so that's why I don't really want to go back and watch them. Although I, I think I saw uh, the Bane one several, like a handful of times, but I did. I loved that one when that came out, and now I can't watch it because I think it's bad. Yeah, I think it's like a bad wh- movie. What's bad about it? Kind of everything. It's retarded. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, it literally is aimed for stupid people. Like the whole it, nothing is... about the movie makes any sense. Yeah, I mean the. I guess I always always uh, confused just about how like a whole city could just become 
completely taken over by a terrorist for like months on end. Yeah, that's explained in the movie, Dexter. It, well, that doesn't make sense. Got a truck riding around sense. with like, a nuclear bomb. Sure. If anyone enters the city, he'll blow it. He'll, he'll go off. I mean, but He's do you really think that hostage. that would be successful? Like, if that actually happened, that that would be a successful thing? I don't know. I just feel like I mean, the government says, should have well, done something about it. That's sure. a contingency plan. If anybody enters the city, they're going to they're gonna hit the bomb yeah. and blow it up. I just, I don't know. I feel like the government would have figured something out faster than Batman would have. That's that's my whole, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time with that premise. But, yeah. I mean, but yeah, the whole movie is just kind of weird. Um, I actually, someone who does not mind that Bruce Wayne is pretty much not a character in this movie. Right. Yeah, he I'm barely okay is. With that. I know people who have big problems with that. I don't have problems with that because all the other Batman movies are like 80% Bruce Wayne, 20% well, Batman. And I'm yeah. totally okay with it being the exact opposite this time around. Yeah, well, they did a good job of like kind of even explaining that, like why they did that with the conversation with the Riddler at the end where the Riddler is like, you're not whoever you are under the mask like this is the real you and well, so like it's spelled out at the beginning too with bruce wayne's first scene when he tells alfred he doesn't care about that he doesn't care yeah. about bruce wayne he doesn't care about the wayne legacy because the wayne sure. legacy is now being batman right 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 um yeah well although it, yeah i don't know and i i think i like the ending too where like it, it ended on like because the whole movie batman is just kind of depressed and then gets more depressed like when he finds out the wayne legacy um but then like the hope that he feels when he realizes like how much like hope batman you know gives people like when he's uh like basically at the end like i liked that he was helping people to escape the or to get out of that building that was flooded well the whole city was flooded but um and just, I wouldn't say he was giving people hope. He wasn't doing it for people's hope. Everyone's no, he scared wasn't. of him in the film. Everyone's they were like terrified but, of him. Even but, when he's saving them, they're scared of him. Yeah, but then at that one, there's that one point with the was it a little girl that like it's clear that she is she's not scared of him anymore, and that the she's, mayor's son. That, is that who it was? Okay, that's the mayor. That was the mayor's son from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but everyone else is terrified. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, because he's in it off and on. And because they're making that tie to the mayor's son being an orphan now, and Bruce Wayne is clearly like connecting with him. Um, but no, that yeah, I don't know. Like I just felt like by the end, it seemed like people were less afraid of Batman. Like by the very end, I don't agree. Mm. You don't see anyone not being not scared of him. He's just helping well, people in distress. I swear, I swear, there's a scene where there's a little girl. I want to say even uh, who was like holding on to him and he had to like get her as a like, woman he strapped to a, a helicopter it was like, a woman okay and, yeah it was just a woman like she okay. just held his hand okay i need to rewatch it i guess because i remember that completely different um no he drags a woman out of debris and puts her on a, mm-hmm. a stretcher and she gets lifted yeah. up but she's like grasping his hand but that's it like everyone else well, yeah, is still she, completely but, terrified him i wouldn't say that's the a symbol of everyone's hoping him like he's called a freak mm. through the entire thing yes through the entire thing but at the end it's it's a different feeling i don't know about that okay i'll have to watch it um what else did you do then watch the card card finally finished yeah yep. did it did it end on a 
the same note as it as it was yep yeah that's too bad oh well (laughs) yep uh so was it just another trial like q trial is that basically what the whole series season was nope oh okay well that's good i guess it's dumber (laughs) don't you tell you yeah let's you did all of it because he's dying and he and uh he did it all because uh even god has their favorites and picard is one of his it's q's favorite yep okay and so he's just messing with picard because he's dying no he's uh he is putting Picard in a situation so Picard will no longer have his past uh, dwell on him, even though Picard has never really had his past dwell on him. Yeah. Oh, man. Literally, yeah. the entire thing is just going back in time and mm-hmm. Picard has to save one of his ancestors. And mm-hmm. the entire thing is revealed that Picard, quote unquote, killed his mother or Huh. Aided his mother's suicide, and okay. Picard buried it in his mind his entire life, and the entire thing is essentially Q trying to heal Picard. And yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So again, it sounds like it was written by people who did not watch the show, pretty much, or, or just don't remember it. Um, yeah, that's too bad. That's okay because Wesley Crusher shows up. <laughs> oh man. Okay, cool, great. Yeah, Wesley Crusher shows up. Why? What's he do? Is he a uh, Star Child? Yes. Okay, that's good. At least they kept that. And so, oh man, so like, is he so? Uh, what even is Wesley Crusher? He's not a Q, but he's basically like on the same level, isn't he? He's the tra- he's a quote unquote the traveler. He is a being yes. that that protects the space time continuum. Okay, great. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Yeah, I forgot that. That's because uh, that episode where he like moves on. It, it, he was like talking to a guy who was the traveler, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. And then ten years later, he shows up at Will Riker and Troy's wedding. Yeah, you know, because he's nice. In a Starfleet uniform. Well, he doesn't want people to be, you know, to feel awkward. I get yep. it. <laughs> and then, yep, Will Wheaton pops up in this. Of course he does. I heard Red Letter Media give a wonderful analogy of Star Trek Picard, and I can't say I disagree with it. Yeah, what's that? He said it's like the movie Stand By Me. Where, okay. at, like... The entire plot of that is a bunch of young kids who mm-hmm. hear about there's a dead body somewhere and they go on a quest to find the dead body. And when they find it, they're changed. They're not the same people they used to be. And mm-hmm. they said Picard is like the dead body. You finally see it and you're just not the same afterward. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny. confused. You don't understand what's happening. You don't understand why it's there. That's funny. I mean uh i mean it's not funny at all but like that just seems to be what tv is now because like that's moon night it's just confusing you don't know why it's there you had high hopes for or at least i did and it's not living up to it and it's just i feel like that's there's just so much tv and movies for that matter that that's just how it is yeah and it sucks but yeah like the card is the card is fucking terrible i don't oh, know what man. else to describe it it was yeah 
I watched hey, a lot of shit that wasted my time. I yeah. feel like. But hey, we're getting a season three, and the whole TNG st- uh, crew is going to be in it. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. The Borg Queen was pretty cool in the show until she wasn't. That's too bad. Yeah. I, and, and then, I, and then, it, and then it, the, it ends and doesn't make a single ounce of sense. That's too bad. Yeah. But, the chick who yeah. was the chick who was in the first season, the blonde girl, Girardi, the doctor. Yeah. She becomes the new Borg Queen in the past oh gosh and then she she abandons them yeah okay and she shows up at the very end which is the first episode asking to become part of the federation where she has changed the borg into being a species that helps the needy instead of conquering everything and Mm. i'm just sitting here going okay so you altered the borg did they still attack the federation repeatedly did yeah. First contact that, still happen. Right. Oh yeah, that would completely ruin first contact. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Man. First contact kind of ruins first contact. But, that's valid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's really stupid, and the explanation is stupid. Where it's revealed the queen doesn't assimilate species to become perfect. The queen assimilates species because she's lonely. Of course she is. Yeah. Who, who wants to hang out with a cyborg attractive lady? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just it's just so bad. That's too bad. Um, so fucking terrible. On so uh, fucking bad. Uh, I fucking hate Star Trek now. Well, that's that's too bad because there's a new Star Trek coming out. Or no, it's already out. And it came out. I don't know if I want to watch it or uh, not. May fifth. I I don't know. I was reading a little bit about it. Uh, I didn't realize it's. Produced at least by um, Gene Roddenberry's son. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It made it with probably s- twenty-five other producers as well. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to look into it right now. Um, I don't know. It seems like people are liking this a lot more than Picard. From what I what I've seen, I was assuming it was like people getting like pre-screens of it or something, but it must have been when it actually came out. Um, I don't know. I've again, I'm hoping it's good, but I don't know. I've I don't feel like Star Trek shows have been like since Voyager have actually been like that great. So we'll see, I guess. Ten episodes. I mean, do you have uh whatever it's called? Paramount Plus or whatever? No. Oh, okay. I'm going to watch this real quick, see? All right, here we go. Let's see. How many producers are on Strange New Worlds? Um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, by production designer, director of photography. One. Not, yeah. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Holy crap! Twenty-one, 
22? 22 producers for that show. That's a lot. Yep. Wikipedia only lists uh, 11. Yep, that's weird. 22. I just, wa- I just watched the opening credits. Ah, uh, okay, that's why. So why are you counting them so slow? Yep. I, was but, watching, okay. uh, I was going along real time and counting yeah, how no, many uh, producers came on the screen. 22 producers for that show. Wow. Yep. But yeah. Uh, All the same names that I recognize from Star Trek Picard. Oh, that's too bad. What, so did uh, Gene Roddenberry Jr. produce I, Picard? No. Okay. So I know it seems weird that he's back because I don't know that I've seen him doing anything with Star Trek until now. Uh, oh no! I bet they did, just handed uh, him a check. He did Discovery. He did Picard. Yeah. Lower Decks, Prodigy, and Strange New Worlds. Executive producer, which means they cut him a check to shut his mouth. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, they he Dexter. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh. Huh. He has the same production credit as stan lee oh yeah he fair didn't enough. have a single thing to do with the show yeah that's interesting uh looking his at his name is attached to it because his father's company yeah is a partial owner of of star trek still well yeah he probably runs roddenberry entertainment apparently he runs it i guarantee he runs his dad's estate and yeah. that's why he has a production credit on it, just like yeah. Stan Lee and shit like that. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. I didn't realize he has a writing credit on Earth Final Conflict. <laughs> Did you ever watch that? Oh, uh, that was, that was created by Gene oh, Roddenberry. Gene, yeah, Gene Roddenberry. Uh, was that the one where like it was about like uh, alien cops? And then like the male of the, the alien species were the ones that got pregnant? I think so. I don't know. I, I remember our friend Travis watched it. I never really did. Just, it was on sometimes when I was at his house. Anyway, not a big deal. Um, I don't know. Because it's got, uh, so, the Strange New Worlds, though, it's got that actor you like, uh, Anson, no, Ethan Peck? Peck? Anson Mount. It is Anson Mount. Okay, sorry. I was just reading names. Uh, but yeah, it's Pike. And then oh, Spock is in it. I forgot he was on the Enterprise at that time. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Again, like I feel like Star Trek is kind of going the same route as the MCU, where it's just getting like worse and worse. So. When are we getting another Star Wars thing? Uh, two, uh, the Kenobi in like three weeks. In three weeks? Okay. I thought it was sooner than that. I think I was just hoping it was sooner than that. No, everybody wanted it released on May 4th, but they said it was going to be released on May 5th, but then they moved it to May 20th. May, they, they, they had it on May 25th, and then they moved it to May 27th with the first two episodes coming out at once. Uh, well, this is the May. This is It'll the way. be... Uh, It'll be interesting. They did put out a new trailer for Kenobi, and I'm oh. I'm excited for it. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't seen the new trailer, but that first one, I was not excited until I saw that, and the plot just it looks way better than the lack of plot that I imagined. I just couldn't see what the show could be about, but it 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 seems. It's not about Obi Wan Kenobi. 
No. I mean, Obi-Wan, in all honesty, like, I think Obi-Wan is one of the most boring characters. Like, I mean, at least what's outside of huh. um, um, the Clone Wars. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess he's barely in the first trilogy, whatever, the original trilogy. And then, I don't know. I always just liked um, Qui-Gon Jinn better. He was more interesting Jedi to me. You're seriously going to sit here and say, well, he's not really in the first trilogy that much. And you're going to say, I like Qui-Gon Jinn, who's in one movie? Yeah, I thought he was a more interesting character. <laughs> like, so, okay. Obi-Wan was in episode four. And Qui-Gon yeah. Jinn was in episode one. Yeah. And so they're each in one movie, really. I mean, based on what I'm saying. Serious? Yeah, I know Obi-Wan was in more than one movie. Um, But just... Qui-Gon Jinn was just like way more interesting. Like Obi-Wan was just he was he's a good Jedi, whereas Qui-Gon was clearly like not a good Jedi, which is what made him interesting. Obi-Wan Kenobi was in like he's in six movies, Dexter. He's in one through six. And then his voice is in the other the new trilogy. He shows up as a forced ghost in Empire Strikes Back in Jedi. Yeah. He tells Luke all about his father in Return of the Jedi when Luke learns the truth. Yeah, okay. So he's, yes, he's in it more than the one movie. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just saying he's, uh, I don't know. I always just found him to be a boring character. Because he's just, he's a very straightforward Jedi. And that's why. Whereas uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was just, he clearly had issues with the Jedi. And I guess I found that interesting. And he's not in it as much. And maybe that's why I guess I find him interesting is because, like, I paint a better, like, a picture in my head of him. Whereas with Obi-Wan, we have a full story of him. So, and I guess I just imagine, like, that time where he's on Tatooine, like, what is he doing? Like, it just, to me, that seems boring. And so it's interesting seeing the trailer, like, the plot that they are giving him. Um, and I'm excited for the show is all I'm trying to say. Still recovering from your saying that Obi-Wan's not that interesting. Well, I don't find the Jedi in general to be that interesting because, like, they're just so, uh, I don't know. Like, just they're, they're, they're just, um, hmm. I don't know. Like, they're just, they're, they're, they try to be too good, I guess. Like, there's no, like, just the fact that there's no gray space with them. It's black or white. And so I, uh, I I usually find just the other characters to be more interesting. Like Jar Jar. Exactly. Jar Jar is the best. That's why I have a tattoo of him on my butt. Wouldn't it be funny if I did? No, it wouldn't. Um, No, like, I don't know. I mean, that's why Mandalorian is so interesting. That's why Boba Fett's so interesting. That's why the clone troopers are so interesting. It's like they just have a lot more going on. Like, and they're, le- it's, um, I don't know, it's just more interesting, like, how they react to things. That's why I kind of just need to watch Clone Wars. Oh, I know. I know I need to watch Clone Wars. And I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of things I need to watch, but I, Clone Wars is pretty high up on my list. I just, I don't watch anything is the problem. But yeah. Um... Man, I feel like you've done a lot. <laughs> like, you just watched a bunch of I watched, of stuff. like, four movies. That's about it. I watched Lord of the Rings this week. Yeah, you shared that screenshot with us, too. 
did you watch that just because you're playing the the Lego game? Yeah, I've been wanting to watch them lately. I didn't watch Fellowship, but I watched Two Towers and Return of the King. <laughs> Do you not like Fellowship? No, I've seen it enough times that I probably don't need to sit down and watch it because I think that's probably the one that I've seen the most of. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about The Hobbit? I, I don't imagine you like it. I like Fellowship. I like uh, Unexpected Journey a lot. Okay. The first one. Yeah. Uh, I left the theater pretty disappointed with okay. Desolation of Smaug. Man, I thought you meant you got up and left. That would no, been... <laughs> no. We went me and Travis, Travis and I went and saw that at midnight. Okay. And uh, we both we watched it. Yeah. And it was the quietest car ride home. <laughs> it was like a twenty-five minute car ride. Yeah. Like, we were both fairly just disappointed with it. Yeah, and, I think uh, I think that's one of the few movies that I, like that I have seen that I would say like this could have been shorter. Like this movie was way too long. I don't care about that. I don't okay. care about that. That's all everyone ever says about the Hobbit movies. There shouldn't be three movies. They too oh, long. No. I I don't care about that. Well, and, and that's not even my point. Like that they made three, but like I just I thought that that movie was boring. Like there's just there was just they could have shortened it and made it a better movie. Like I didn't think it was boring at all. I just thought it wasn't okay. just wasn't very good. Sure. And then I saw Battle of the Five Armies, mm-hmm. and I think my reaction was, okay, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I, I remember that movie and just not being excited, but I was just like, well, I'm gonna go watch it. <laughs> I didn't even see it opening weekend or anything. I yeah. think I, I think I saw it on my day off at like a ten AM matinee just to get it out of the way. And I watched it and sure. I went, Okay, it's done. It's it's over. And that was hmm. kind of it. I was surprised that the effects were not as good as lord of the rings and i still stand by that yeah no they weren't they were not as good they weren't it was kind of shocking they're not bad movies it's like mcu even when the lowest of the movies they're not bad movies Mm -hmm. and these aren't bad movies they're just kind of whatever and yeah Yeah. they leaned way too much on cgi in them Mm -hmm. and it was just, I don't know. It's a very different experience. That said, I will give the move, the Hobbit movies this. Every movie feels the same in a positive way, whereas in mm. Lord of the Rings, the tone of each movie is very different. Yeah, yeah. I get like, that. I still feel that way very much, whereas the first Lord of the Rings is fairly, feels fairly positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two Towers is very depressing and mm-hmm. kind of dark, much yeah. like like a sequel kind of is, like Empire Strikes Back and things like that. Sure. And then the third one is kind of both. It's ups and downs, ups and downs. Whereas mm-hmm. in the Hobbit movies, they all feel the same. They all feel like the tone is the same, which I give it credit for it. And yeah, that's a good they're point. all filmed at the same time, both trilogies. They're both filmed all together. But yeah, the tones are kind of very different per them. The only thing I have criticism hmm. for with Lord of the Rings is, yeah, they're almost 25 years old now. Like when they were made, they were made in like 98, 99. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, the green screens are pretty rough in it. Yeah. And that is something where I would be like, because Travis, he finally got a 4K TV and stuff, and he actually bought Lord of the Rings 4K Blu-ray. Oh, interesting, yeah. 
that would have been a perfect time to go back and polish up some of the dated effects nowadays. Oh man, they didn't. I, no, no, they didn't. Oh, why a, make it for 4K. 4K transfer? Why? <laughs> because movies don't do that. Yeah, I George yeah, Lucas I just that, no, movies don't do that. Stuff. It's Lord of the Rings though. Like they, they I know, literally I would like just re-release it with a different cover and people will buy it. Well, I, know. I mean, that's what I, they did. <laughs> I would have really liked that, and I hope that someday that actually happens, where yeah, they yeah. go back and they just polish up the dated effects. Gollum still looks really good, but he does look better in The Hobbit. And he mm. still does look good for, you know, this was still an era of, like, the only CGI character that was prevalent at that time was, like, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar doesn't look terrible. He just looks yeah. like he's from that era of the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And... Gollum looks really good in it, but effects have gotten better. And yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, like polish up Gollum a little bit and then polish up those green screens. Yeah. Do they that, do a lot of green screens in Lord of the Rings? Because I thought yes. most of it was on oh, set or on site. No, but, they did a lot of green screens. Yeah, because I guess like when they were in the like the tunnel or in the um, the, uh, the dwarf tunnels and stuff, oh, they probably there's a lot like there's there's sure. quite a bit like they shot a lot on scenes but they they had to do a lot on on, on lots as well and yeah like sure there, there's some that are blatantly obvious that are green screens and mm-hmm. again back then when i was in high school didn't really tell but now years later it's very obvious it doesn't look bad mind you yeah but yeah yeah it's one of those things where you know they got all the negative footage go back and just just, yeah. just 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 give some give some time on those you know and i hope someday they actually do that yeah and, i mean yeah. they make their money back i feel like they definitely like they would i would probably buy digitals even of uh, digital yeah films. maybe not blu-ray but maybe because i'm kind of hit or miss when it comes to digital owner uh, digital releases of stuff i don't yeah. personally prefer it and i get shit on by people for that that i still buy blu-rays but yeah, i get that yeah well, I have good reasoning for it because I've lost digital releases. After oh, really? So long. Yes. Yeah. I've lost about five movies in my Apple library. They're just not there anymore. That's weird. And I am a very big proponent of digital huh. comics. Yeah. And now I'm not because Amazon transferred Comixology to Kindle and I lost my entire library. Oh, I lost 10 years worth of comics on, on comic shit. They're all gone. Huh? Yep. They're all gone. I don't have those comics anymore. I don't have any proof of them either now. Like I can't do anything about it. And I found a news article that said, yeah, if you, uh, if that, ha- when that happens, yeah, you're probably going to lose all your comics and there's nothing you can oh, do about it. Oh, that sucks. Yep. I lost a lot of books. Yeah. I mean, I've never liked to read comics digitally, and I know that yeah, you you got you kept telling me that you, that it was fine, um, but I just I don't know. I have a hard time with. That. I still prefer it. I don't like stacks of comics everywhere. Yeah, no, and that's I guess the one thing. And like I try to get like every so often I prune my comics down and stuff. I'm I've been trying to organize them to try to get rid of them again recently, but because like I, I just buy the trades of the ones that I know I want to keep and so like I have a bookshelf that's full of trades and that's fine with me yeah, I um, but and then like if I really like a comic I try to get some you know a page from the like you know the original art or something if I can but yeah. I, I don't know it's not like I don't know I, I like having the trades and that's about it and if I have single issues I just try to get rid of them if I can speaking of comics George Perez died 
Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Him and Neil Adams. I don't know Neil Adams. Lee, Lee sent me a bunch of pictures. And it's like, yeah, I know who he is. I just don't know him. I don't follow. I never follow. Yeah, him. no, I, I, I'm the same way. I just wanted to bring it up that he, that he died too. Yeah, George. Uh, I knew yeah, Perez. He, just, he, uh, what, he died on the sixth or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, he had cancer. I guess. Oh, uh, he had cancer for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. He was looking pretty rough, but yeah, he finally he lost his fight. He had a good fight, but yeah. Yeah, especially if it lasted for several years. Did a lot of DC and Marvel event books and yeah. was big on the Avengers and even Justice League and stuff. So, yeah, he unfortunately passed away. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I recognize his name. I don't know that I – yeah, I don't know that I even know what he's worked on. Teen Titans, I guess? It's I think so. He, Wonder well, Woman, I knew it. I knew Infinity him from Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. I knew him from Infinity Gauntlet. Okay, yeah. He did, like, the first half of it. Okay. Yeah, and I knew he was kind of a, a titan in the industry. That's about all I knew. Yeah, Avengers, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Teen Titan, New Teen Titans, Wonder Woman. Okay. Hmm. I, did, I guess, well, real quick, just because I don't want this to be just a big recap of me, I did <laughs> send you guys a link to it. I watched that uh, Image Comics documentary. Yeah, you sent that. I never, I didn't watch it, I guess. Uh, I, it's worth it. It's really okay. good. Yeah, it looked in. I mean, Image Comics is always just like it, it's just an interesting thing to look into, just because of what it we, is. We did an entire podcast about it almost yes, two years did. ago. Yeah, and it was very interesting to watch that because okay, it's it's not just like a third party overview. There's interviews with everybody. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and there's not just recent. Inter- it came out in 2014, but it's also interviews that date back to when it, when Image came out. Oh, cool. that's nice. Yes. That'd be, yeah, that'd be cool to see. And I I was talking to Lee about it because he says he was going to watch it. And I had to ask him. I was like, I'm not shitposting you or anything like that. I'm not arguing or anything. But I really am just – I can't – like, Lee's a huge fan of Rob Liefeld. Yeah. I can't understand how anyone is. This documentary <laughs> does not even paint him in a good picture. Well, was, yeah. I mean, if you just spend five minutes reading his Wikipedia page, it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> reading it or the Im, or the image Wikipedia or even yeah. this, it goes into detail about him getting fired from image and ousted yeah. as CEO. Well, like, and, OK, so the, and just the fact that, like, I met him. Well, I got him to sign something uh, the year before Deadpool, came, the movie came out. Uh, and he was in uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. He was in Artist Alley in between just like two random guys. Yeah. Uh, like like it's Rob Liefeld. He should not be like, I don't I, I mean, I kind of don't care how big of a pariah he is. Like he's Rob Liefeld. He's done some amazing things for comic books. Like he should not be in Artist Alley. I don't but, think he should be allowed at Comic-Con, to be honest. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe after I watch the documentary, that's what I'll say, too. But, like, it, I just thought it was funny, like, because we were looking all over for him. It's just like, why, why is he over here? Because I knew nothing about him at the time other than just, like, I knew that he had drawn the comics that I liked. Um, and so I wanted his autograph. And so – and then it wasn't – I think I kind of read his Wikipedia, and so I, I knew that he was a bit of a, a goof. But Yeah, he's a yeah. huge asshole. Yeah, no, and that's what I found out later. Yeah, uh, he's well, a, and then the fact that he, yeah, he charged me, I think, ten bucks for his autograph, which I don't that's know. not bad. That's well, yeah, I mean, at the time, no, uh, I mean, that's not bad think, at all. That's I, like fairly good. Like Jesus, uh, okay. I would have expected. I thought you were about to say I had to pay fifty dollars for his autograph. No, 
It was 10 bucks just for the autograph. No, because when I went to Minneapolis, uh, what was it? Planet Comic Con in Minneapolis? No, not Planet Man. What was it? Uh, Kansas City. No, I went to a Comic Con in Minneapolis, like, what, right before the pandemic. Um, is that the one you and I went to? No, I went to by myself. Um, it was. I cannot. Oh. Gal- Galaxy, maybe? I don't, oh, anyway. Galaxy Con. Yeah, and I. I think I the most I spent was five bucks for um, Fabian Nicieza, like. Oh him, yeah. Yeah, like he was. I mean, a lot of them were charging, but I don't think it was more than five bucks. I Xander Cannon, an artist you wouldn't know. Uh, I recognize one that name. I know. He yeah he, yeah you he had it. a creator booth at at uh, at uh, SpringCon. Okay. Because I think he lives around there, and he's yeah, okay. doing his own co- creator thing. He he's done comic, like he's done comics for Marvel and everything. And mm-hmm. I I saw his name and freaked out and went and got a graphic novel that he wrote. And I just went and said, "Hey man, can I bother you to sign this? I'll pay you." And he said, "Just give it here." And he signed it for me. And then I had like a nice conversation with him. Yeah, well, that's fun. Yeah, and yeah. For, like, I mean, Rob generally, I would have figured you would have paid like fifty bucks. No, he was doing sketches too, and those were pretty expensive. Like, oh, the sketches are really pricey. Like, yeah. I know some guys. So it's well, like, like no matter what, you're paying a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. it was more than that. I'm pretty yeah, sure like, for I like really tiny for like a hundred inks or like one fifty. Yeah, colors, inks, and pe- and everything is like two fifty for some well, of these people. And- and I get that. Like, I, I, I'm not going to, like, I guess, get too upset at an artist for charging what they can charge. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, 10 bucks for especially him. It, that's not bad for an autograph. But I think I was at the time I was a little surprised because I was just like, it's an autograph. Like, why wouldn't you just sign it? Because, like, I didn't know. That was the first yeah. time. Oh, I Lee, asked Lee, for was, one. Lee was going to have Tony Moore sign something for me, and he uh, he refused to do it. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was also um, I gave Lee Tony Moore did the first six issues of Walking Dead. I gave Lee my trade when he went to C2E2 to sign it. And Mm -hmm. Lee got in line and he waited and waited. And there was a kid in front of him with the same trade. And he went up to Tony Moore and said and handed it to him. And Tony Moore goes, no, you got to buy the trade from me. That's autographed. Oh, come on. The Lee just got out of line. Yeah, that sucks. Yep, he would not do autographs. He huh. literally sold pre-autographed comics. Yeah. Well, oh man, I forget who it was. It's whoever designed um like uh those really tra- traditional the Marvel, like it's up in the top corner where it says Marvel and it has like just like the heads of the characters in the comic like yeah. underneath the Marvel logo. Mm-hmm. And I forget who it is that I, like there the guy that apparently drew all of those. He was, uh, I was, I went to get his autograph. I wish I remember because he's a big name. Like I'm, a, I, I think it's silly that I don't remember who it was, but, um, he was just selling like posters that were clear, just really bad, like photocopies that he blew up mm. to poster size of that tiny yeah. thing up in the corner. Like they were pixelated as hell. It's just like, and they were like really expensive. I'm just like, who's paying this much for a pixelated like you know i don't even know what that's called like the publishing mark stupid people <laughs> yeah i mean it's just stupid people who are de- people. who like really need his autograph apparently because mm-hmm. otherwise he was charging a lot for his autograph now that i think about it because i don't i didn't end up getting it because i was just like this is ridiculous and i just kind of walked away um which is probably why i don't remember his name but 
Yeah. No, yeah. The, uh, the documentary is really interesting because, yeah, they, yeah, they don't like everyone does a thing. And it's very weird to uh, to see. I, I do very much recommend it. It's unavailable yeah. on YouTube, but with ads. I have premium, so okay. I didn't have to watch ads. I should. Yeah, but, uh, I should watch no, it. it. We should have Lee watch it, too, and then we could like talk about it. It's very worth it, and it's really unusual to, like, see footage from the 90s of, yeah. like, Jim Lee or Rob Liefeld mm-hmm. uh, outside of a comic book store, and there's a thousand mm. people in line outside waiting to meet them. These guys were rock stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's so weird. Like, talking about how uh, uh, Todd uh, Todd McFarlane sold, like, two million copies of Spider-Man issue one. Rob Liefeld uh, did, yeah. like like six million for X-Force and then Jim Mm -hmm. Lee did eight million. And it's very, it's very cool. And it breaks down image altogether and how like Mm. they were just blowing money all over the place, (laughs) especially Rob Liefeld. Yeah. And uh, how Rob got ousted as CEO. He said he resigned, but they were, he was resigning when they were voting to fire him. Yeah, he and uh, yeah, he did a Nixon. He uh yes, and he um he was stealing the other creators and artists from the other image founders. Oh man, that's yeah. what happened. And let me well, look. image is set up really weird. Like uh, like the way that it's just a name essentially. Yeah, and like they each kind of have their own publication, really. Yeah, uh, Mark Silvestri. He uh, he yeah. was he was stealing artists from uh, Mark Silvestri and. Right. At one point, uh, Rob Liefeld's assistant called an artist to poach him, and <laughs> Sylvester got on the phone <laughs> and just started screaming and cussing at him. Yeah. And the guy walked into Rob's office, and Rob's like, what's wrong? And he goes, I think you've gone too far. Yeah. And Sylvester quit Image. He left Image because of it. And then oh, man. they brought him back yeah, after they let Rob Liefeld go. And Rob Liefeld had no affiliation with image for 10 years. It was Robert Kirkman that got them all back together in the early thousands. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was really strange when he, when they, yeah, he started doing stuff for him again. I was like, really interesting. Yeah, it, it was, I wonder uh, if he calmed down or something. No, it was, uh, it was Kirkman. Kirkman thought it thought they should have made amends. Cause, and then eventually they brought mm. Kirkman in. He is the yeah. eighth, quote unquote founder of image he's a partner he, he's also he's the, the only CEO. non-original partner yeah yes he? and, yeah yes he's also coo i believe oh, or mm-hmm. operating and, officer yes mm-hmm. and uh he's the guy who chooses what books come out i mean todd mcfarland's a, still the president of image yeah i mean is he even focused on that todd mcfarland like, yeah he no, he's the president. And they said that uh, in, even in the documentary, I don't know if I don't I don't I think it might still be true because this is eight years ago. It came out. Uh, mm. He has never done interior pencil work since he started McFarland Toys. Yeah, I was going to say he's, he's clearly more interested in the toys. Yes, he's clear. And he's and I believe running image the companies as well. Yeah. And well, the, has he has he not done Spawn? Even he hasn't done spawn for a long time. If he does wow. spawn, I think he just does covers. Yeah, I, I just I assumed he would have done like a key issue here and there, but no, I don't believe so. I think the only interiors that he was working on was going to be that Image United blunder that happened. And <laughs> the reason that book blundered is because he uh 
wasn't paying attention to it. Like that book got so everyone came out and admitted that it was Todd McFarlane that was holding up the book because he just wasn't getting around to draw spawn. Yeah, no, I get it. It's, it's very interesting. It was really cool. Like the guy who, uh, who is it? Who's, um, Eric Larson. He's, uh, he's the guy that does Savage Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. He is still doing Savage Dragon, I believe. Yeah. That that's impressive. Like it's the only thing he does. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I can't remember what his title is. He's CFO. And interesting. Uh, they talk about that. They're like, Eric is still just doing Savage Dragon. That's all he wants to do. And that's all he's doing. And it cuts to him going, I'll keep doing it until I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, I mean, his is the his company. His little portion of image is the only one that's ever kind of never faltered because well, he's he a pretty he simple dude. Yeah, he has yeah, a vision. I, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> it's really funny. They talk about how everyone was blowing money left and right and everything, and they were like, and it goes to Eric Larson, who's like, oh, I'm still driving my little piece of crap car and everything. <laughs> and it was really, really interesting. Like, it's yeah. a good documentary. It's a yeah. really, really good documentary. Some of it's pretty easy it, yeah. to find and things like that, the info, but yeah. it was really cool to see a lot of these guys just – chit-chatting and yeah and i think that's that's what the highlight of that would be is just yeah getting to see that kind of stuff it's really really good (laughs) yeah and i believe yeah uh todd mcfarlane is the only member that never once went back and participated in anything affiliated with dc and marvel he's the only person really Yes, everyone else has gone back and done some covers, some interiors, yeah. some guest work here and there. Todd well, McFarlane he... is literally the only person who will, re- who still refuses to work yeah. with them on comics. I know comics. he was, he was pretty salty about it when he left Marvel. So. Oh, he was. Oh, they go into that, Dexter. They talk yeah. about that in, uh, in this how he felt betrayed that Jim, Rob, and, uh, one of the other guys went back and did some special stuff for DC or well, for Jim did a ton of stuff for DC, didn't he? Like he was at DC. He sold Wildstorm to DC and became one of their editor in chiefs. And now he's the president of DC comics. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he's the president. And I thought, yeah, I thought he was drawing for them for a long time, kind of recently too, but maybe uh, he does stuff here and there. I mean, he's one of the yeah. guys who created, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh shit! What's his name? Hush. He's one of the creators of Hush. Right. That's it. And and, uh, Todd McFarlane, like personally and vocally, felt betrayed that they were crawling back to Marvel and his work. Yeah. I mean, uh, going back to them and doing work with them again, and yeah, just made like and it. You know, it's to them they defend it and say it just kind of made sense. Yeah. Like I mean, I get that you know because that's why image exists but at the same time it's just like there's a lot of time that has passed like different people are there the companies are running a different like i don't run different liefeld is paying his bills with deadpool money right and well and it's just i don't know like it seems to me that that todd mcfarland just needs to kind of move on yeah he's extremely salty over yeah yeah i mean okay i don't know if you want to be yeah it's very weird but it's a good documentary it's really fun to watch yeah it's uh it's an entertaining thing i didn't know what i was getting into but it came up because i have youtube premium and every once in a Mm. while i peruse the uh i peruse the free movie section yeah 90 percent of it's crap but once in a while there's a gem (laughs) in there how uh when did that come out you said 2014 2014 yeah wow i didn't realize it was 
yeah. Well, I'll have to go watch that. It's good. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, now that we've been recording for an hour, I'm trying to think, like, I, I'm trying to think what I've even done. Um, I've been trying to get my uh, shop in order for woodworking. Still? It's not, yeah, it, I just, I don't have the, I haven't had the time. Uh, I was talking to my wife last night where it's just like, the last like several months, like I just like I don't feel like I've done anything. You haven't. You got to make time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not nagging on you, but you oh, got to no, make time. I, I don't disagree with you. It's just I've uh, we've just had so much going on with uh, uh, birthday parties for the kids or yeah for both kids um, for, uh, since January and and then like uh, after Easter we just got really sick. Like, my whole family got sick from Easter. My mom is still, like, has a cough from it, it seems like. I mean, I'm kind of, I don't know, I feel like maybe I have allergies now. But um, I was be- being pretty, I was I was off work for two or three days. Like, I actually slept during the day. I hate sleeping during the day. Um, and then my brother was, like, I think he only worked for two days uh, in the course of, like, two weeks or maybe. Like, he was miserable. He said it was worse than COVID. Uh, whatever it was we had um but and then luckily i guess my wife and my sister-in-law didn't really get it but yeah my kids were miserable so anyway yeah like between just being sick it seems like quite a bit like is this uh i mean you even said like several months ago that it just seemed like we were sick my family was sick all the time were yeah and it seemed like since january it's like we finally just haven't been sick uh like we went several months where like just nothing happened and then all of a sudden, whatever this was happened, it just like ripped us apart. Um, and then just my wife's getting her master's. And so it's just a lot of focus. Like I'm then having to focus on cleaning the house before I can do anything else. But yeah, no, I just, I, I really, I'm trying to figure out, I guess now, like how to organize my days better so that I can actually have time to do stuff. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, I, uh, I, went, I actually ran to three stores today trying to find uh what i need to finish my my bet my workbench like all i wanted <laughs> was uh like uh, adjustable feet for the work for the, like to go on the bottom of the legs for the workbench so i could you know like uh, level it easily uh and i know they exist i i googled it you can order them from home depot and they will ship them um, so I was just like, well, I'll just go to Home Depot. Like, and if they're not there, I'll buy, you know, some peanuts and the bolts for it. I'll just like hack it together. It'll work. It'll be fine. But like, they don't, they like, they literally don't have anything that would be the right size. Like everything was tiny. And it's just, so it's just like, okay, Home Depot sucks. Like I knew that. So let's go to Menards. That's usually like Menards usually has like those goofy things. And they didn't, of course, uh, everything they had was t- like too small to work. Uh, and then I even went to Baumgars. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's out, it's right next. It's right behind uh, Walmart. And yeah, Grimes. and it's basically like uh, the town that we grew up in. There's an or- uh, the store is called Orschlands. Um and it seems like every town seems to have this like goofy little tiny farm store. And that's basically all this place is. They have a lot of Dewalt tools, but then like cowboy boots and like weird candy assortments and then like you can always just buy like screws and nails in bulk like they don't really sell like the tiny packets of things that like home depot does of like it's a farmer you know, store 
It's a farm store, yeah. Uh, like they actually, they literally had bales of hay and railroad ties out front yeah. of the store. Yeah, um, it's a farmer's store. That's why they sell yeah. things in bulk because farmers will get yeah. large quantities. And so, and the thing though, like I, I think I found some things that like I could have used there, but they were just so pricey. Like one tea nut was like three bucks. Yeah, and I was just like that seems expensive. So I, I ended up. I order. I just came home and I ordered the thing from Home Depot, and like they, they won't even ship it to my house. I have to go into the store to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, but it's like sixteen bucks for what I need, as opposed to I what I, I don't know what I would have ended up paying for something that wasn't at quite as good probably from Bombgars. Uh, so I don't know. It just that was frustrating. Like I spent several hours just going between three stores to find something that apparently like like when did when did these stores stop carrying like all like all this stuff like it just seems like whenever i go to the to like home depot they have everything except for what i need i just i don't know it's just frustrating and i i don't know i just feel that way every time i go to home depot like unless i need a two by four it just doesn't seem like they have it um but yeah i don't know other than that i had a good time today uh hanging out with my daughter uh because uh my son had a birthday party to go to today and so i uh I, I dragged Vivi outside and had I mowed the the yard and she just kind of followed me with her lawnmower like a little bubble mower, uh and then she wanted to uh ride her bike her skateboard her scooter and her tricycle, um and so we did all of those for like two minutes each, and I don't know it was just like a really fun time just hanging out with her. Like, like, like I said, like, I don't feel like I've done anything. Like, I just, I don't even feel like I've had time to hang out with my kids like that. So that was just a lot of fun today to get to do that at least. But I don't know. Um, Other than that, like, yeah, we've been watching Moon Knight. Oh, and also you asked me like, why, how is my wife able to watch Moon Knight, but not some other things because of the violence? Yep. Uh, And I realized how she does it. Every time we watch Moon Knight, she's doing her nails. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she's not even really watching the show she's just like she like takes the, the polish off her nails and then she redoes her nails and it takes about most of the show to do because she's like trying to do a good job at it so because she got yeah she has like this really fancy nail polish that's like expensive and then it looks nice and it lasts all week so that's good for her i guess um but yeah that's literally i'm pretty sure how she gets through like the violent parts of that show which is most of that show um because otherwise, I don't think we would be watching it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, trying to think. I've been playing Cities and Skylines like just to de-stress myself, which is that SimCity game I play. But I decide, I'm not paying for Game Pass anymore. So um, if I play a game again, it's definitely going to be Chrono Cross. I was going to say, why aren't you playing Chrono Cross? <laughs> I just been like so like just tired when I do get time like just because of like all the running around that we seem to be doing that like I just uh, like I I was wanting to save Chrono Cross for like when I was just more into it I guess um and so I don't know I think like I'm feeling I feel like I've finally kind of caught up mentally so I'll probably be playing Chrono Cross the next probably tomorrow I guess um but yeah, I don't know. And I feel like I need to get a a Switch and just start playing like Switch games and stuff because I've just not been able to play Nintendo since the last time I had a Nintendo. Which was what was that the GameCube? Was that the last Nintendo I had? I didn't even know you had a GameCube. 
Uh, yeah, I had it when I was a freshman in, in college, uh, when I lived with my brother. And then I think I ended up selling it. Um, and then I don't, I don't think I had a system for quite a while. Oh, I played computer games actually for when I was at Iowa. And then I got a PS3 my junior year, I want to say, maybe. So and then I've been PlayStation ever since then. Until I got the Xbox, I guess. So. But yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan coming out and playing Chrono Cross now. And now the, the image documentary. I need to watch that. That sounded really good. But no, otherwise, yeah, I literally have not been doing anything. So I need, I, uh, I was looking at the calendar actually. I need to get you coming out here so we can work on that, uh, Boba Fett gun. And I'm like actually doing stuff. But yeah. That's it for me, I guess. Um, we've been talking for about an hour now. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I did, but I don't know if we have time now. Oh, what is it? I wanted to ask you to talk about yourself, but now I don't know if there's time to do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm curious what you want to what, what about myself? I wanted you to talk about your music career and history. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. No, no, no. No, I I, I sorry, I'm I'm not necessarily laughing at the fact that you asked, it's just, it's not something I've even thought about. Um, I thought about it the other day and I was like, yeah. I'm going to write this down because I would love for Dexter oh, just that's... to spend a podcast talking about his background with music and his history and his little music <laughs> career that he had for about 20 years ago up until probably roughly around college or so. Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, I sold, well, I didn't even sell my base. I gave it to Goodwill when we moved uh, from Iowa city uh do you want to talk about it uh we can save it for next time uh because yeah i I could probably talk for quite a while about it that's why i wanted to because i didn't have too many topics but i didn't think recap was going to take as long that's funny uh yeah it'll give me some time to think about it uh notes down or something that uh that just makes me so happy that you even asked (laughs) yeah i thought about it the other day and i'm like gonna write this down because i really want to ask dexter to just literally just talk about because dexter was a musician throughout high school yeah well as a yeah and dexter was part of a band they actually had songs they had on cd i actually really liked the songs i met his band we'll we'll talk about it next time but dexter has this lovely little i don't know fifth of his life that was in high school about music and he was a musician and was in a couple bands and stuff like that and technically (laughs) technically a couple bands yeah yeah and he had some very colorful friends in the bands that I actually had the pleasure of meeting and everything. And it is a really nice little slice of life that Dexter has regarding this, that I don't know everything about. I just know a few things about it mainly. And I I really want to ask you because I actually had a false hero song stuck in my head this week. Yeah. That was the name of our band. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know not if, much. Pretty much the first verse, and that was it. And I couldn't uh, remember yeah. it. I don't have that CD obviously anymore, and I don't. Oh, have, I don't know that even if I do. I should. Look I don't through. think I even have a digital copy of it. Uh, I yeah. transferred everything to my. 
computer, but let me see. Can I type I, in? I could hit up the old bandmates. I'm sure one of them has it. No, I don't <laughs> yeah, have we were, it. I think but, we recorded uh, one song. I don't know that we recorded yeah, two. any. We, we recorded two? Okay. Yeah, you had two songs. You had a CD you gave me that was two songs on it. Okay. And I transferred it to my MP3 player, I remember. But Oh, man. Yeah, one was yeah. kind of a rock song, and the other one was kind of a slow song. Yeah, there's probably one by each of uh, the other guys, because I never wrote anything. Uh, uh, yeah, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, Val Kilmer wrote me a check, or wrote my band a check. Yeah. <laughs> also known as my mom, Dexter, performed at my graduation party, which was list- <laughs> everyone said was one of the coolest graduation parties they'd been to, because I had a band at there. That was fun, yeah. It was a uh, blast. Well, I, I just like to tell, like, whenever it comes up that I was ever in a band, I like to tell people that Val Kilmer wrote, wrote us a check. <laughs> that Dexter stole from everyone else and cashed. <laughs> I, well, I cashed it, yeah, and then I went and used the money, and I was going to pay the band back, and then we disbanded, so uh, yep. it just never happened. Yep, consider that <laughs> consider that cool 200 a graduation gift from my mom. That's basically what it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Dexter has this yeah, we'll little... About next portion that yeah think about it think about what you want to talk about because i'd love for you to actually yeah. talk about that it'd be a lot better than just just doing recaps of movies and stuff yeah. like that well, thing so if we actually watch some new movies that might be fun too yeah <laughs> yeah well that's the most recent was batman and you know it's the one thing that i really liked other than the image thing but yeah i recommend the batman a lot but yeah oh, i'm so glad that you liked it uh, i went in fairly unbiased i, I didn't think it you were too. i mean i went in a little negatively biased yeah. because i didn't want to see it because it was too long yeah i sat on my couch and watched it on my iPad and huh. took a couple breaks. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I got through it. It's just super long. That's the biggest pet peeve I have yeah. with it. Yeah. Like the scenes go on too long or they, they, too much spreading out. But yeah. Like you, it, like you could probably cut 20 minutes out of it. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I, you said, and so I agree with that, that you could cut out some portions of it. But all in all, it's a, it is a really good movie. I think Robert Pattinson is a good. Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I think it. I like the bat suit too. It's like it riot gear. Yep. I liked it a lot. I still hate the Riddler's costume. It's fucking stupid, but you know. I, I mean, I get why they did that, just because of the the, the route that they took with the Riddler, making him like. Uh, I think they could have done better though. I think oh no, they no, they could have done better with his costume. Well, the uh, it's everything about that costume you can buy at a military surplus store, and that was the yeah. Point. Well, but the, I, I don't the, think that that's how the I don't think that's how he should have been. But no, especially considering that he's never seen. Yeah, he's sure. never seen by people. He doesn't run away. He, Batman doesn't almost get him ever. It's right. a costume that he's it's a There's, suit. It's a it's a suit that he's wearing that the only people that ever see him wearing it are his victims that he murders. Yeah. So it's one of those where I'm like, okay. Uh, well, he is on camera because he does the he uh, does the YouTube you, you videos. You know what? You could do it different ways with that. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I, no, I'm sorry. You I don't can disagree. do it different. You can have yeah. him be like a fucking silhouette or you could have him just yes. be in something else. But he's wearing this full thing during his murders. Yep. He's never seen or almost caught. And if he if there were scenes of that where he's almost seen or almost caught, maybe yeah. I could give it a buy. He could literally walk, like kill people not wearing anything but casual clothing because he's never almost caught that's a really good point yeah and yeah and 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 i totally agree that like that's the worst part of the movie is that 
costume. Yeah, his little suit, his motivation's kind of crap, but he's crazy, mm. so I kind of let that go. Also, I will yeah. say it, uh, I liked the Joker a lot. I like that deleted scene with the Joker a lot. I don't have problems with him whatsoever. The, the uh, yeah, I mean, he's not. Everyone, I mean, a lot of people do. I can understand if you do. I personally didn't have issues with it. Yeah, I, well, and I think I, I didn't like him until you and I talked about it. Uh, and I don't know if we talked about it on here or not. We did. Um, and and I think you made me kind of come around to the way he's depicted. And I still, I like, I I wish that that deleted scene was in there. Like, I get it, the movie was getting long, but like, that would have helped so much. I, I could have gone either way, though. It is a huge kind of knockoff to Silence of the Lambs, so I'm okay with yeah. it not being in there. Yeah. Because yeah. it is just a big Silence of the Lambs ripoff. Yeah, I, although, I mean, and I think what I like about it, though, is that the Joker is not, it, it's a different way of looking at him as being, like, kind of, you know, a past criminal that he has caught, and that he's just now kind of, like, an informant of sort. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Silence of the Lambs type character. Kind of uses him that way, but man, I, I get why they did it. I personally don't like how they portrayed it as always out of focus. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. I don't like stuff like that. I, that's the one thing, a criticism I had for, like, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead is the yeah. terrible, shallow focusing that kept happening on. Yeah. And it's also in that, that damn Dawn of Justice in those uh, those bonus scenes that he did. You still haven't seen that. And uh, no. that entire epilogue that he does of Weird with the Joker with Jared Leto and stuff like that, it's the same thing. Mm. It's so shallow focused. And that's it's weird. Ugly. Yeah, it's a dumb form of direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I usually, I don't know. That doesn't bother me as much. I get why you don't like it. And this, I mean, it's not my favorite thing. It's but what distracting. Usually, what I find distracting, what I, I hate a lot, is whenever they have the camera like low and looking up and really close in on somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Like I hate it when directors do that. And I know, I think it's a, uh, it's a common. I feel like a British tv show sort of thing to do um and i've noticed it a lot like more recently i get i'm trying to think was if it's a tv or a movie thing to do it just it seems to be happening a lot more recently i've noticed and i just every time it happens it was just like whenever i talk to somebody i'm not this close to their face so why are they doing this for this movie like it's mm. it's it's really taking me out of the scene <laughs> like, that's That'd probably be one thing I could say about the Batman is, is I like the costume. I don't mm. like how much of his face is visible, like his cheeks. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah like I don't know that I thought about his, that. Yeah. A lot of his like cheek facials, ex facial is face is exposed. And I didn't like that very much. I like, mm. I like how kind of homemade the bat suit is though. Like, yeah. I yeah. And, I wish yeah, I knew what his gauntlets were though. Cause he doesn't even use them in the movie. His gauntlets? Yeah, he's got those weird rods on his on his arms. Yeah, I'll have to pay better. I mean, I feel like that costume or that suit just had a lot going on. It does. He's <laughs> even got pouches on his hip. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's Batman. He has crap everywhere. And, and, and that was kind of the interesting thing, too, is like he had a solution for everything, it seemed like. And, that, and that's just very Batman. And I liked the way that they did that, I guess um because like the whole like the suit puffing up this and then when he well, did that happen when he jumped off the building i don't know he oh, like oh when he like skydived or something yeah like he just always had something to kind of solve every problem it seemed like and and, and it's just it's just a very batman thing to do and, and i thought they did well with it i guess but yeah anyway uh 
Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I really didn't expect you to like it, though. <laughs> I, I did. I, I liked it a lot. God yeah. damn, why can't I get a decent... There it is. Let me see if this will fucking work. What's there that? we go. Okay. Um, I'm going to send you a picture of what I'm talking about. Because okay. he doesn't use them in the movie. Oh, yeah. I remember like, wondering what the crap that was, too. They look I, like I arrows. They look yeah, like... I, like they look like, uh, yeah, they're like stakes. Like, is he going to go fight fucking vampires or something? Yeah, well, and I kind of think. I, I guess like... they're probably part of his, ba- his like, grappling hook. Maybe. Oh, maybe so. His grappling, because he doesn't use a gun grappling hook like classic Batman. His grappling hook is in his hand, is in his wrists. Yeah. Like, under It's in his forearms. So I'm guessing maybe, yeah, maybe. that's like, um, like harpoon darts. Or like crossbow. That's um, what I I guess I assume that that's what they were. But yeah, then he never ended up using them. Or I no. was wondering if they were like tiny missiles, you know, like Iron Man sort of thing. But and, they, and he doesn't use them. I'm guessing maybe they're for his grappling hook. Yeah, could be. Like, they, like they're just there. Like they're not an automated thing. Like after he uses one, he's got to put another one in. Yeah, that's interesting too. Looking at this picture, like I don't think I thought about it because I I always thought that like this mask looked weird and i don't know that it, i could ever place it, it and yeah it's his cheeks weird. yeah like it goes cheeks, really they, high. they go really far almost up to his ears yeah uh well it seems just more uh, and maybe it's because of the cheeks thing like it, it seems a lot more tight to his skull oh or just yeah it's more skull shaped yeah where because i feel like usually on the back of the head like once it hits like the furthest back point it just goes straight down yeah. whereas this one like form fits to his neck it does yeah he can turn his head they didn't have to yeah. like redesign it for another movie afterward but and that's the yeah. nice, it's a very usable suit i guess mm-hmm. oh yeah it's based on like it's based on uh, uh an artist's um rendition of batman mm-hmm. which i've read but yeah it's a. Uh, it's a cool suit, and oh, he's even got handcuffs. All right, that's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I think one thing about it that I thought was a little unnecessary was that the bat symbol on his chest turns into or is a, a, a batarang. Yeah, oh, yeah, he doesn't use it as a batarang, but he cuts shit with it, so it's a little weird. Yeah, I just thought that it's just like that doesn't make sense to me to have that there like that. Like I feel like no. he should just have a knife in his belt. Yeah. Or like as part of his glove or something like it just seemed like a weird thing to to come off and be a useful item yeah because then he loses it at one point and then he just doesn't have anything on his chest well he kept thinking it was a gun he was terrified it was going to be a gun that he takes out of his oh. chest that he takes out and yeah, it's be, like uh, uh, it's not, well, sure. not to go on too long but well, I, yeah, sure. batman i will say um right. <laughs> I never saw Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon in the movie, though. Yeah, I yeah, I, I thought that was I, kind of a weird casting call. I, I think it was a weird casting call, and I did not get Jim Gordon vibes whatsoever off him. No, I just got never. good cop off of him. Yeah, he was a great detective or and cop or whatever. Like I mm-hmm. I I liked that character, but no, he was not. He didn't feel like Gordon ever. No, not um, whatsoever. And speaking of like, yeah, the other actors. Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who played Alfred. Andy Serkis. I'm not, I I'm not a, not a fan of his his Alfred. I I did not mind his Alfred. Um, I was not expecting that because I was just like, that's the worst casting ever. But I did not mind him as Alfred. I didn't like their tense relationship. It resolved, sure. but I still didn't like their tense 
kind of rocky relationship. Yeah, I, I, and I can't say that I like that necessarily either, but like that could have been done better. But like just as Alfred, I, I thought he was a good Alfred. I thought um, John Turturro did a good Falcone, and of course Colin Farrell was a good uh, uh, Penguin. Oh, he was a great Penguin. Uh, but yeah, John Turturro, uh, that was weird seeing him in in uh, in a in a non comedic role. role, right? Yeah, yeah. It was he did very great. Weird. I really wish he wasn't wearing sunglasses through the whole movie, though. That was bothering yeah. me. It's like late at night, and he's wearing sunglasses. That was a little off throwing. Yeah, but, but like, and it's also just weird, like. Just the way he talks, like, I'm just expecting him to say something funny. Yeah. <laughs> he just never does. Yeah, he does. He's, he does. It's really good. I yeah. I, I like the movie a lot. I even like Catwoman. I really did not mind I, her design at all. I'm not a fan yeah. of Zoe Kravitz, but oh. I thought it was a good Selena Kyle Catwoman. Yep. And yep. It, her outfit works really good in the movie mm-hmm. as, like, a figure or just still photographs of her in daylight it does look really stupid like she's just wearing like a cut up stocking cap oh but yeah in the movie itself it looks totally fine yeah no i uh yeah i i, I was yeah whenever i saw photos i guess of catwoman um i was just like i don't know about this and zoe kravitz i'm just like i don't i don't even know that i've seen her in anything um I, oh I, yeah I you have I, you've okay. seen her in plenty okay i just I, I don't know like i wasn't when i found out that she was catwoman though i was just like couldn't we i mean i don't know i i wasn't excited about it i wasn't excited about it after seeing pictures but then yeah it, she was fine i i didn't mind the costume in the movie and i did i thought she did a good job as catwoman as well yeah i thought it was pretty good it's mm-hmm. uh it's a solid movie. I I'm I can't say I'm looking forward to a sequel because I don't like any of the ideas they have for a sequel. But yeah, it, this one kind of won me over, so I guess I'll just kind of be a hesitant So it, it is getting a it. sequel? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It was actually getting a couple of shows too, but they canceled I think most of them. Oh, well, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that getting a show. I'd rather just Uh they were going to have a penguin show. All about oh, the Iceberg Lounge. I don't know if that's still happening. They were going to do a Gotham PD, but I think that that has been officially canceled. Yeah, haven't they done that before? I don't know. Well, Gotham, the show. Yeah, uh, they, they yeah. wanted to do an Arkham show. What? Is, what would about Arkham? Yeah. What would that be about? Be like a horror movie, I guess. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know, just successful, <laughs> shell it out, shell it out, make as much bullshit as possible to dilute it. Yeah, I mean, I hope, I mean, I'm glad that things are getting canceled, I guess. Huh. Yeah. So, oh. it's, it'll be interesting, I mean, it probably won't yeah. come out for three years or something, but, yeah, best Batman movie in my opinion. I, I think this was a great Batman film. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, hit, it hit all the good plot spots. Could have done without the stupid digital contact lenses, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, at least they weren't like high def. <laughs> no, I know they said they want to do Robin, and it's like just leave Robin out of this shit. Robin should never be in the movies. <clears throat> well, Robin shouldn't be in anything in my. They opinion. bring in Nightwing, but like even then, it's just like probably not. Uh, I'd be fine just leaving all that crap out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, yeah. DC made a movie I liked. Shocking. Finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. It only took not being part of the DCEU and Ben Affleck coming on to write and direct and then bail out and then uh, all this shit. And then 
the Flash is coming out, maybe, if, unless Ezra Miller kills everybody in Hawaii. So. I was going to say, like, I don't know that Ezra Miller is doing any favors for anybody. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a, well, I guess not he, they. They are a crazy, crazy person. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, I'm, I think I was surprised, like, a couple, like, the first time there was news about him strangling somebody. And then ever since, it's just like, oh, Ezra. Yeah, <laughs> Come just, on. A, just a crazy person. Just a yeah. complete utter crazy person. It's like, how does he keep getting rolled? Like, yeah, whatever. Anyway. i uh, got a lot of movies coming up, but I don't know if they're going to be in them or not. Like, they're really kind of like Will Smith. Like, they're losing all their movie deals. Yeah. Yeah, is Will Smith. I can't, like, I can't imagine him being in a movie now. He's in rehab right now. Oh, he is? Yeah, he checked himself into rehab. Oh man, I didn't know that. For slapping Will, for slapping Chris Rock. What a weird rehab. Yep, yep. Got to go to rehab. We got rehab well. for everything. <laughs> uh, Papa John's even went to rehab. Yeah, from what I understand, he probably needed it. Uh, he just went to rehab for saying the N word repeatedly. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he just couldn't um. stop. <laughs> he did have he a problem. Couldn't stop. He had to go to rehab for it. He couldn't stop. Oh man uh yeah so anyway we've been going on for quite a while now yeah. uh so i mean it's which is probably fine since the last episode didn't come out uh so sorry about that everybody that was my fault um and other, otherwise yeah i uh, i guess go to our website recording live recording check out our merch there uh look where you can subscribe to the show i guess and find us on social media ask us questions tell us what you thought about batman that'd be great um but yeah otherwise thanks for listening guys thank you